0: Amen. Good morning, everybody. This is the day, and we often sing songs like this, the day that the Lord has made. I trust everybody is a good day for you. Amen. The beautiful sunshine is shining and everything else. To special people, this is the Holy Ghost Fire Church. Amen. Coming from French Camp, California. It is not a city. It's a a community, a nice community. They have a sign up so when people drive down the French Camp Road about where the trappers used to come and they used to trade and everything right there. And if you come down French Camp Road, If you come to Priest Road, if you're coming off 99, go down Priest Road until you hit Corral. Amen. If you're going to go like to the county jail to Matthew, when you get to McKinley, just make a, a left, drive down the second street to the right. Believe it or not, we're the only church on the block. Amen. I'm going to ask a question. Everybody bring one of these. Amen. This is my Bible. Amen. It's uh, I carry sometime a black Bible, but I like carrying a red Bible because somebody asked me way back when I was way young, "Why do you carry a red Bible?" I said, "Because it reminds me of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed upon the cross." For a sinner like me. Hello. In case you want to know we're preaching from the King James Bible, amen. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we ask Thee today to watch over us. We ask Thee today, the congregation, to reach down and to touch each one. Whether some will be on the Internet, maybe watching by television, which television seemed like almost a bygone thing drifting away. Amen? But we're there and on radio or however you're listening. You're listening to the Word of God. We're a church that believes in the full gospel. We don't preach one little part of the gospel and a little part over here. And we don't put up a sign saying, we're this, or we're that, or we're that, or what. We preach the full gospel. You hear what I said? Everybody, you hear what I said? The full gospel. You have your Bible today? I'd like you for a few moments just turn with me to the book of Matthew. Amen. I have two Bibles. Actually, I got three Bibles on this pulpit. (laughs) Amen. And then I got a little New Testament also. But this morning we're going to be reading, basically when it boils down to it, we will be using the text in Matthew, the 21st chapter. And verse 33. But... We're going to start with verse 1. Somebody said, you're going to start with verse 1? Yeah. Don't that make it a sighting? Everybody wants to get up and shout, run it around and shout a little bit to know Jesus. Well, in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and we're come to Bethesia, Betty. Unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples. The Bible says two disciples. Usually when somebody stops and think about Jesus and thinking about the two disciples, most likely there was somebody said John and Peter. Or would it be Peter and John? Or would it be Andrew, Matthew, Levi, all the way down the line? So, having this particular test, text that we're reading, Jesus is talking. He has come. He uh, one place he usually goes a lot to. If you're reading your Bible, I said if you're reading your Bible, the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives, the very important part of territory. Just outside of Jerusalem East, a little bit away. But he sent these two disciples. Now, when you think about it, in verse 2, I just want to talk about this. We will get verse 33. You got a lot of time? (laughs) I hope you do. Amen. In verse 2, it is very important to notice what we're talking about here. Saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straight away ye shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. A long time ago the Lord saved my soul in 1964, and I don't mind making that statement. I was new to the Word of God. I read it all the time. I'd pick it up. I carried it on the job I had like, a lot of time. I would read it and read it and read it. But as I said, I was new to the Word of God. I didn't understand much, and I didn't know much. And I was talking to a man and trying to get him to accept Jesus Christ. And I talked to him. And he made a statement. He said, Why did Jesus steal that donkey? I stopped and I looked. I said, What do you mean? He said he went in there, went downtown and untied that donkey and let him out of town. Now, let's show you just how... You read something sometime and you pick up something and you think, well, is that true? Well, being a young convert about a week or so, <laughs> I looked at him, I said, I didn't say and I just shook my head and sort of laughed and walked off, but if you read the verse very carefully, if I've would have been in this particular system where I know the verse, I would have stopped and I would have looked at the man and I said, beg your pardon. Don't want to offend you, but you're wrong. Jesus is not a thief. And anybody that would make that statement would be standing on very dangerous ground. He was a man that drank. He lived by himself. Went to town. And got drunk. On the way back, he had an accident. Had to move because he couldn't work anymore back there. But he didn't know Jesus. I said he didn't know Jesus. And I often wonder what happened to him. There was another man that talked to about Jesus and wanted Jesus to come into his life. And he said, no, I don't want to go down that church that you attend, Bill. I don't want to go down there at all. I'm more safer here in the bar. Well, he didn't want to go to church at night. Somebody broke in the bar. They came through the ceiling. And he... Was drunk and being a small country uh, bar, country store, and bar together, they beat him up till he couldn't stand. Another pastor went to see him in the hospital, and he kept saying, "Almost persuaded, but too late. Almost persuaded, but too late." And the reason I bring that up there in this Bible, I said, this Bible that I'm holding in my hand, you have two classes of people, almost persuaded. Or the other one, like me, I am persuaded. And the Lord saved my soul, brought me into the kingdom of God. Untie him and bring him unto me. And if man, and listen, and if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord had need of them. And straight away he will send them. As I said, if I would have known that verse back then, I said, no, he didn't steal nothing. They went into town. Now, can you imagine two disciples? We're going to go into town, and if it was the old West, and you're going to take a horse or something, (laughs) they had a tree outside of town, they hang you from it until you'd be dead. So they probably thought a lot about this situation. And what were they gonna do? And Jesus in this account here when you're reading it, it does not say another account said you will see a man carrying a water pitcher on top of his head. Now that's something you just didn't see, a man walking around with a water pitcher in his hand on his head. But usually that was women. They carried it on their head. And but that was, they found everything. Everything just like what Jesus said. And they went and told him, and they took that donkey, that ass they call it, or a donkey or a girl. Sure wasn't a mule. But as they were leading him all the way back to where Jesus was, they were thinking, what in the world did he want this here donkey for? And if it was. John, he probably had something to say. But if it was Peter, he probably had a long story to tell about. Well, you know, he want this, he want that. And just talking about it, mm-hmm. he will send him. All this was done. Now, you got to remember, we were dealing chapter 21. When you deal with chapter 21 and 22... And 23, 24, 25, 26. And people will say, the parables are just not important. Really? Do you honestly believe the parables are not important in the Bible? You think that they would just pin down to fill space? A lot of people... Write books today, <clears throat> and they are just run, 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 and they're just trying to fill up space. This Bible does not have any spaces unfilled. Everything that has been pinned pinned down has a purpose. And have it gone. Now, you'll said, all this was done, comma, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Sion. Now, I want you to just stop for a moment. We're going to talk about, in the book of Zechariah, and Jesus is going to talk about it in just a minute. And so we turn back to our scripture, and it's very important for us to know it. He's talking about the daughters of uh, talking about the prophet. Tell ye the daughters of Zion, Behold thy king cometh unto thee. Meek setting upon an ass and a coat that that, that is a foal of an ass. You know a lot of people don't around here a lot of people have horses. A lot of people ride horses, but I tell you, you don't see any burls around a what? The coat is a baby burl, ass, we want to call it. And they're coming along, and Jesus is talking about them, riding upon it, a coat, a foal. And the disciple went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat and put On them their clothes, and they set him thereon. They set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, cut down branches from the trees, threw them in the way. And the multitude that went before them and that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. What is the significance about this? Zechariah chapter 9, and if you look at it, and then you look at verse 9. Rejoice greatly, daughters of Zion. Shout, daughters of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, comma, and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass. And upon a coat. You know where that's at? Now I'm going to make another statement. I hold in my Bible the New Testament. That's what we're preaching from, the New Testament. But now Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament. And when Peter will quote, he will not quote from the New Testament. The Apostle Paul will not quote from the New Testament. No disciple will quote from the New Testament. All they have, and people say, The Old Testament is done away with and gone. We have grace. But in the book of Hebrews, he said, I come written in the volume of the book. Hello? Everybody everybody, everybody gets quiet. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of old Bible. That was the Torah. So, he's talking about it. Hosanna and Hosanna. And, listen, hear what it says. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, Who is this? Now, that is something staggering. It should really get your attention and get you looking at it and get you wondering, Well, what is he called? Who? Just what is this? What's going on? The scribes, the Pharisees, everybody else were looking at it, and they said, What's going on here? The common people, they're the one with cutting the branches down, they were the one throwing them. they were the one singing, Hosea, of the Mohawk. They was singing, shouting, and everything else. They didn't realize. They was making way for the King of Israel. Hello? Out of the Old Testament, that is where Jesus gets this verse from because, you see, He is the King. We're bowing down to the Old Testament. It's about ready to come down to an end. And in verse 10, it says, who is this? Now, I want to tell you, there is a group of people there that does know who this is. That would be the priests, which they are chosen by the Roman government at the time. Amen. You had the Pharisees, and you had the Sadducees, you had the scribes. They know perfectly who Jesus is. He heard him asking the question, "Who is he?" And the multitude—that's what they said. Who is? He? And the multitude said, "This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee." So Jesus is talking about the Bible and how the people viewed him. How do they view him today? Oh, he was a great teacher. He was a prophet. But was he the Son of God? They said, no. Well, I'll tell you the group of people that did know, that was the Pharisees and the priests, because they read They was this book. They read the Old Testament. They knew the Old Testament. And they did not like Jesus. Amen. That's just a fact. They just didn't like Jesus of Nazareth. And then, as you travel a little further, and Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, overthrowing the table of the money changer and the seat of them that sold doves. My friend, we need to know this is not where the covenant is. This is not where the candlesticks are. This is not where the table of shawl bread is. This is the outer core. In the original, when you go all the way back, in the book of Exodus, and Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It is fenced off to keep the people from getting there. Before you get into it, outside you had an altar, a bronze altar out there where they sacrificed and they did. And then you would come into the courtyard, and that's where he is. is in the courtyard now because things have changed in her time. But... Because you see they don't no, no longer hold that as a sacred place. And the children of Israel camp all the way around it. So he went in there, the temple of God, and cast them out, money changer and stuff, and said unto them, Is it not written? There it comes again. We're not going to turn to the text. Is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer. The things that done in churches today is not prayer. It is something to be seen. How do I know? Well, i got a camera sitting right here looking at me. Why is that camera on? Because I want it to be seen. I want to take you a message... That you need to read your Bible. You need one thing. Pray. You need to pray at a time like this country lays and everybody else around it. Around. And so he talking about my house shall be called a house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. You have made it a den of thieves. When I look at things that are in the house of God, and I think about it, Jesus did it. But listen, other people was offended, but there's a group of people that are there that are willing and they are listening to what is being said by Him. It says right here, and the blind and the lame came to Him in the temple and He healed them. He is a healing Jesus. He is a delivering Jesus. The hierarchy of religion didn't like him. If he is the king, we're going to lose our jobs. That's a sad that's not, that's what religion came through. The high priest is going to lose his job. Everybody and but you see they have control. And he healed them. And when the chief priests, the scribes, saw the wonderful things that he did. Wonderful. That would be great you see the blind walking. and, And the children crying in the temple. And they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. All they know, this is of God. When people come into church they should cry Hosanna, they should sing praises to God, they should worship for God. They come there to receive healing, miracles, salvation, and even prosperity is in there. But the people was excited about it. And they were talking about it and they were singing. Down here, it even goes as far. To the son of David. They were so. Listen, we're going to read it again. Comma, period. They were so displeased. They were so displeased. Who are we talking about? We're talking about religious leaders of Israel. You'll never read any place in the Old Testament about Pharisees. They're not there. They came in to be later. You, they only had one temple in Israel. So Jesus went around the little tiny things they had for the people. Of course, that came out of the captivity of Daniel. And he, they're talking about it. Hosanna, the son of David. They didn't realize when they sung that song, the priest and them understood exactly what it was saying. Exactly. And said unto them, Hearest thou what they say? Jesus turned and looked at them and said, Can you hear what the people are saying? Can you hear what they're saying? Oh, they heard they wasn't deaf. They heard, they understood exactly what was said. And Jesus said unto them, Yeah. Have you never read? Now look at him. Old Testament. Have you never read? He's asking them a question. There are a lot of people read this book that they have blinders on. They read really or think they're going to have a magical book. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Thou hast perfect praise. The people that receive blessings, and when you come into the house of God and you receive blessings, you will praise God with everything you have. The house. Is a place of prayer. The house is a place of praise. The house here is a place where you come in contact with God Almighty. I said, "We Almighty," and he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. Most people think about this, and they think about the book of Mark and that, but he said he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it. Hello? He came to it. So Jesus lifted. The temple area left Jerusalem, went out to Bethany. He stayed all night. Him and the disciples on the way back. The Bible said he was hungry. He saw a fig tree in the distance, and as he looked at that fig tree, he proceeded to walk toward it. The disciples was walking with him also they walked walking toward it. And he found nothing thereon, but leaves only. And said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. As a little boy growing up, we, my mother and father, used to go visit my older sister. And they had a fig tree. Figs come on a tree before the leaves. And so there should have been figs on it. And some people have different ideas about things, but it should have on it. And Jesus talked. And personally, the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, now you, when when you talk about it, when you talk about it. Now, you're going to listen to it very carefully. He's on the way. And when he comes back, it has been a time. That all night. There's been a time. And they come back, and Peter noticed, look at the fig tree you cursed. It died. It died from the roots up. This whole chapter is very important, withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus heard what they said. He answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done, to the fig tree, comma, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. What did Jesus said the temple was? My house is called a house in prayer. Now not knocking anybody, but in the book of Mark it talks about it. And certain people say, Well, you know, he's talking about it. no, no. Read all your Bible. It's the full gospel. When you pray, you have to believe. Most people that pray does not believe. Their prayers will ever be answered or anything to that. And when we come into the temple again, the chief priests and the elders and the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority? Does thou these things? They asked him a question. You've got to remember, the march is down. What is being said in this chapter is discussing what James talked about in the seventh chapter. Other people talked about it. What authority and Jesus Answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I and let me see, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. Now they have an answer. All they got to do and just answer the question is going to be, and if they answer it right, then Jesus will tell them what authority. I, heal the lame, cleanse the temple, run them out. This is the second time the temple has been cleansed, the first time in John. But as you look at it and he's talking, he said, uh-huh. then here, here comes here comes his answer." The baptism of John. Whence was it? From heaven or a man? From heaven or a man? And they reasoned. Now, they know what the answer is. But the Bible said they reasoned with themselves, Saying, if we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, why, didn't, why did ye not believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people. For well, they all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. These people are not stupid. We cannot tell. And then you look at verse 36. But if we shall say, it comes again. It comes again. Verse 27 says, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. But what, thank you, a certain man had two sons. Now when we're talking about two sons. And it said he came to the first son, the father did. He said, I want you to go work in my vineyard. And he said, yes, oh, dad, I'll go work out there. And then he, but he didn't go. But then he talked to his second son. He said, would you go work in my vineyard? And he said, oh, yes, yes, dad, yes, dad, yes, but guess what? He didn't go. So Jesus is talking to him about the situation going. And they're talking about it here. But what think you? He's talking about everything. He's talking about what it was. Now, we're going to come to down to here. They're asking questions. And he asks them, now, you got two group of people you do not talk about you got the group that will believe and you got the group that don't believe. you got the group that are saved and you got the group that are not saved. And even when you hold church, you will have groups that are saved and you'll have groups that are not saved. And so, you look at them, and you can see it in 20. And then, listen here, it says in verse 31, They said unto him, The first and Jesus, Said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you that the publicans, the harlots, go into the kingdom of God before you. Talk about a blow. They got eagles. I mean, they got—they walk around on long roads. They walk around, set on, stand on street corners and pray and make long prayers, so people can see them. He wanted to know why. Listen, listen. For John came into unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But. The publicans and the harlots, they believe in. Sort of like today, the dope addict, the harlots, everybody that is immoral. When they hear the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, their lives are changed. I said their life is changed. In 1964, when I heard the Word of God, my life was changed. But yet, those religious leaders didn't listen to Him. Harlot and harlot. uh Repent not. Afterwards. That ye might believe Him. They were not going to change their views. It was not going to change their thought. They did not recognize John. They did not recognize the people that John preached the gospel to. The common people. The common people. And so as you look at it, you see and we come down and then Jesus in verse thirty-three. Somebody said that's the verse you're going to talk about today. I might not get it to it today. You might believe verse thirty-three. Here another parable. Here it comes. Yeah. Here comes another one of those parables. He always tells them stories, and you know, but. You see, behind, uh, the parables are actually not made-up parables. They're from the Old Testament. And being they were the scribes and they knew about it, they understood exactly what Jesus was talking about. But the common people, they didn't have access to the Word of God. They went into the temple... And the only time they ever really heard in the little tiny, uh, call them, I forget what they call them. But when they went into those little places that was made to spread and the stuff because they didn't want nobody coming really. When they heard the truth, when Jesus always went in. He always went on the Sabbath day. He talked to them. He healed them. He forgave their sins. Jesus is a good God. His Father is a good God. So the question is do you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ? We'll have to take up the rest of this next week. Amen. You hear me? You ought to stay tuned for it. Amen. We're going to pray. Father, we ask you to watch over us. Father, we ask you.